Hello and welcome to the Empowered Lifestyle Podcast, a movement and community designed to help you live your best life and reconnect you back to the things that really matter. Today, we're diving into day three of our Raising Empowered Families Challenge and the feedback that we've been having from so many of you has been amazing, so please keep it coming. Um, today, I'm diving into a really a topic that I love uh, and think. tell me if you can relate to this. How often do you get frustrated that a week has passed and it's Sunday night again and you feel like there's nothing that's happened in your week that has necessarily fulfilled you? The week is caught up with busy, busy, busy. The kids are here, there and everywhere and you don't necessarily feel rested or connected to those that you love. So I know that for my family, Anthony and I, we talk about this in today's lesson. It's something that we wanted to be really deliberate about how does our week look in an ideal world and we know it doesn't always go to plan. But what's something for each of us in our family that's really important that either happens through the week or on a certain night that we know is sacred time for our family and that everyone in the family knows that that's the case. And so everyone feels heard and seen and understood and valued. Uh, It's such a powerful topic, guys. The feedback that we've had from families of already implementing this is amazing. So can't wait to hear from you as well. Let's jump in to day three. So talk to us. How are you feeling today? What's been uh, some of your takeaways? How the conversation's been going with your, uh, whether it's a partner, whether it's a Someone who you're raising your children with, how's your conversations been with your children? Uh, how would your thoughts been in your own mind? I guess if you looked at your level of hesitancy about homeschooling or maybe starting a new chapter in how you raise your children, uh, how much stress or anxiety you had about that compared to how much you have now, um, I'm hoping that that number's dropped by at least a few where you're starting to realize, okay, I don't have to follow all these rules. It's Mm. the only stress that you're, you're having is really what you're creating for yourself. Yeah. I mean, we've already had lots of beautiful feedback. I got a message from a mama last night saying, oh my gosh, everything that we've seen so far, we're ready to take the plunge. We're deciding to homeschool the kids, which is super exciting. And and I know that homeschooling isn't necessarily going to be everyone's choice. That's that's It's not going to work for everybody. Um, but I think, you know, as we go through what we're sharing with you over these five days, it's just whether your kids are going to school or whether you're choosing to have them at home, it's how can you impart wisdom and knowledge with them and gain a greater understanding of what makes them tick, how you can become more connected to them. Because um, as we shared you know, earlier, our vision is that you know our kids see us as their best friends. Yes, we have to pull the line and yes, there has to be tough love and all of that stuff. However, I wanna feel like my kids can come to me about anything. Like if anything was to happen, and they were with friends that they would be like, let's call mom or dad. They'll be able to help. Like just that's the kind of relationship um, that I want. It's what I had with my parents. Um, I was super grateful that I never really felt like there was judgment or anything like that there. Whereas I had other friends growing up and they were just like petrified of speaking to their parents. They wouldn't talk to them about anything. And so it's just how you can set that up for yourself, regardless of what your 
um, you know, family dynamics or schooling dynamics looks like, um, but helping them thrive and feel like they're, you know, stepping into their greatest self. Which doesn't mean needing to be liked by them. No, it does not. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a key distinction. Giving... Um, giving people what they need, not what they want necessarily. Yeah. Generally in relationships, but especially for children. So, um, you mentioned that and it brings up Yeah. yesterday. So I had a conversation with Zabe and there was something that he made a bad choice on, but instead of again, reprimanding, asking him questions, getting him to take responsibility And I love that word, Um, your ability to respond (laughs) with what you know how to. And we all have more resources than what we give ourselves credit for. And I think this is quite interesting. Uh, I already digress. I'll finish this one first. (laughs) But you think about um, if we all just took more responsibility for how our lives were Mm. instead of looking externally. And so... I could see he was getting upset and it was starting to be directed at me. And I was like, whoa, 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 this is, this is not about me. Uh, in my mind, this is the conversation, but to help him realize that, I just asked, we ask this often, would I be a good dad right now if I didn't help you realize what you've chosen? And it's usually like, no, no. <laughs> Right, so do you get, there's no less love here. I love you no matter what. Love, love, you don't have to do anything to have my love. That's there all the time. I don't think you can say that enough because otherwise people are buying into or kids are setting up or in order to get love, I have to do X. Or parents think in order for my child to like me, I have to just love, love, love them and not Mm. actually hold the line. And I think... Love is, is, as you said, giving people, children, your partner, whatever, what they need, not necessarily what they want. And in the moment, often it's like, this sucks. But if you're helping them grow, helping them be accountable, helping them um, follow through on what they said they were going to do, that's giving them a lesson. And yes, there might be momentary pain, challenge, frustration, embarrassment, you know, if you're trying to hold the line on something but it's then teaching them self-respect, respect for others and so many other things that if you don't, you raise a child that is just basically um, completely self-absorbed and thinks the world revolves around them. And yes, they think that sometimes anyway, but to have someone and you know that's what we, we mentioned speaking with Anna mm-hmm. Rubenstein early, he talks about there is a lot of men and women walking around in men and women's bodies but they're still behaving like a little girl or a little boy and so for us I you know we're really big on that is tough love is sometimes essential it's not always easy sometimes you know we'll have a little debrief afterwards and be like oh my god that was really tough but then on the flip side of it comes a closeness with our children yes they might not like it for the moment but it is so worth holding the line and following through. Because if you don't, then they're just like, I'm just going to keep pushing the boundary and keep pushing the boundary what in whatever that might look like um, until because they just know they can walk all over you. And so that's not love. <clears throat> and um, so often we'll make comment, particularly about our daughter, 
gosh, that is such the right action. Just not, not now with us. We want you to be determined. We want you to argue your case and for the, for the truth and all of that. Just it's not convenient for us right now because we got to deal with that. And so I say I don't, we don't have that conversation with her. But afterwards, and so it's so important when your children are exhibiting such beautiful character traits, we're not trying to squash that not at all. out of them. You know, you're not allow that to thrive, but do it in a way so they do recognize, okay, I love that you're tenacious. I love that you're determined. Right now, though, what's, what's our agreement? So I'll keep coming back to that. If you have agreements in place, then it's very easy just to recollect or remember what we agreed upon. If you don't, and there's so much gray, um, it's difficult to come and hold the line. And what we're going to talk about with you today is really around um, setting up rituals and sacred time for yourself, for your your you and your partner, if you have a partner, um, and the family unit. And so the reasons behind that, you know, it's just so special when if the week might be crazy, but you know that Friday nights is just locked in sacred and every one of your family knows that as well. uh, It's kind of like a, a reprieve, you know, in the calendar and it's scheduled and it's locked in. And so we'll often say to the kids, because, you know, we work from home and we're homeschooling them. There's some times where, you know, we might be needing to get a project done or something um, work through and we'll say to them, hey, why do you think mum and dad are doing this right now? Yes, I would love to read with you or I would love to do this with you. But if we can work on this now then we have this special thing scheduled with you. Then we know we've got family movie night and we are 100% with you and focused. And then they're like, ah, okay. And then they're starting to think, well, how can I make it easier for mom and dad to do that so that we can have that time together? And if they know that that's scheduled and that's locked in, then they're more likely to be a team player. And I actually talk about our family. I'll always say, come on team, let's go. I look at it, we are a team. And they, they get that, that, you know, all right, if they leave their breakfast stuff scattered from one end of the kitchen to the other, that's not really helping me help others today. And so how can we be a team player? But it all goes back to um, day one. Yeah. If you as a individual have a, uh, a clear vision of what is you would love to create in your life, and I just want to pause you. Day one can be today. It doesn't have to be, you should have got it right when you had your baby. <laughs> it's, and now you've got a 13 year old going, no. oh my gosh. And if you're in a position. I mean, day one of the challenge. Oh, great. Yeah. But I want, well, I, well, great. If I got confused, someone else might have too. But I, I want to I, clarify <laughs> that it doesn't matter what has happened till now in parenting relationships or anything like that. See, there you go. Vanessa thought the same, thought the same thing. So. You're just supporting us. No, she, no. <laughs> so, so I want to be clear. one of the challenge was... Or of a new decision for yourself. <laughs> was around having a, a clearer vision of what you'd love to create. For yourself, you elicit that from your children. And then if we want to go a level deeper, uh, like we spoke about, more people put more time into planning a holiday, building a house... Uh, for a business, they'll have a business plan, they'll have a mission statement, they'll have, um, you know, core values, all purpose, all of the roles and responsibilities. Yeah. What if you started to look at your family unit that way? Mm. 
and you had an overarching theme about what was your family about? What do we stand for? Um, our catch cry, if you will, is epic family adventures. We love to do stuff that's epic. It's about family unit on adventures. We, the common thread, if you look at all of our values put together, it's being in nature, it's family, it's animals. So we know that that experience, that, that fills all of our cups. Mm. So there was a question, I think, on day one of the challenge. Yes. Where a lady was saying, uh, my, it was like 13 or 15 or 17, a teenager feels like they have no responsibility towards the family. And their values are video games and things. Yeah. And so how do you create that? It's by what I just said. So when we are launching a business, when we have something that we want to achieve, that's brought up at the dinner table. And we'll say, hey, um, in our online business, or one of them, uh, we are going for a promotion in that, or we want to help this many people. And so what do you think would be great about that? Oh, we're about to help more people. When you help more people, they get that when you add more value to more people, more often, that is the creation of wealth. That is what wealth is adding more value to more people more of the time. So when they get that, and we'll start to go. Now, that might mean on a Tuesday night and a Thursday night, we're going to be doing stuff online and we may not be able to put you to bed those nights. But what is something cool that we could all do together when we hit that goal or when we've launched that program or on Wednesday night on the other night that we're what what's important to you and, and they share it and and we'll very quickly everyone oh, we'd love to do this what about that what about that sometimes we'll go great this will create this level of finances for us and this is your contribution to that or it'll be we all get to do this together mm. And so, and it can be real simple, like let's go to the headland and have a picnic, or like it doesn't have to be something extravagant. It's just that they feel like they have a say and that they're heard, and then they're a part of the team. But they're aware of the entire setup. They yeah. know why we're doing it, and then we'll often ask them, "How do you think you could help?" Mm. And then just zip it. Oh, I don't know. I couldn't. Well. Okay, I guess that's not important to you, what you want out of this then. So you've got to connect their values, their vision to the common goal. And some of you have little, little ones. And so you can't have this conversation, but you could have this conversation with your partner to help establish or what's important to you right now, what's important to me, how can we work together towards it, how can I support you, I would love this from you, it would really help me. So it's not just about, you know, obviously we've got kids now that can feed themselves and uh, but I remember very distinctly when the food there was more food on the floor than there was on the plate. So if you're in that stage, we we have not forgotten that at all and it's important to to go, well how can I fit that in? Should we get to that? Yes. So that's how I'm, I'm speaking more to that question. Yeah. So that's how you get buy-in. Yes. And they'll come up with, well, we can tidy up after dinner. Great. What else might you be able to do? 
if I'm if I have to come in at the end of the night and pick up your stuff, that's less time I get to spend with you. So if we want to watch something, a movie or something, we can do that, but not if we've got to go do this and this and this. Yeah. Is it okay? That'd be a, such a huge help if you could do that mm-hmm. for the whole family. So it's just, and of course they're not going to do it and they're going to need to be reminded, but it's setting up the rules. And so it's having this awareness, this consciousness that we're all in this together. How's it going to affect everyone? How's everyone going to feel? And then you come up with your just musts and must nots. So, you know, for our little girl to be put to bed or to be snuggled or they've all got their little things. And so it's realizing that's, that's their love language. That's how they feel love. If that, if that is like, for example, if, um, if one of them, a scratchy back, like if they, if there's something that doesn't happen, they're heartbroken and it might take five minutes of our focus, but then their cup is full and then they're like, ha, and then they're happy to go do their thing or go to sleep or whatever. So it's just, you got to spend the time and every child is so different. I look at, you know, raising three kids the same and they've each got their little unique quirks, which, you know, over the things that they love and that are important. Um, I love board games, love, love, love cards, board games. And for Anthony growing up, <laughs> he's like, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is about family and connection and you need to get to love that man. Like, so our kids love it. And so when we actually sit down to a board game, I know it's not your, it's not your thing. But you sit down and you're a part of it because you know it's lighting up the rest of the family, and so you just suck it up. And you and and your connection to it is I'm having I'm helping her feel happy and connected, and her and her and her. And so it's about bringing the team together. Because I'd rather we all went surfing or went in nature or rode and did something. <laughs> like what a what an absolute way. But now I just need to connect. Okay, this is teaching. Uh, character how you do anything is how you do everything how you do games is how you do life and so I'm there looking for those little threads of oh you lost and now you're not being a very good loser or uh, whatever that might be and I is that because we beat you all the time is that what uh, you mean I was mostly talking about you (laughs) and just my association to it is linking uh, my values which love my family love freedom uh, but also love pouring into people. Mm. So, you know, again, it's it's if you can know who you are, know what's important to you and link that to everything that you do. That's so right. let's reel this in. Yes. What I've written down, uh, <clears throat> you've got to schedule that which is most important to you. So once you've got your, your key things, your dreams, what you want to create, Uh, Day two was starting to dissect, well, what are the parts of life that would be really important that we start learning about? And and there's three key areas, something that's going to create health and fitness for you, something that helps create wealth, and something that's just fun. And then from that, uh, if you are big on making sure that they're still learning their maths and their English and their science, you want to weave that in. So for us, we realize, okay, part of health and fitness is what we eat. So learning about that, all of our kids can cook amazing food. 
um, because we've taken the time to make it exciting, make it fun. What do they want to cook? Um, that's been our bread and butter. That's been our background. So it's so easy to bring science into that. It's mm. so easy to bring English into that of reading recipes. It's so easy to bring in maths, maths yeah. in calculating things. So if all of the kids cook a meal each week and they've got to research the meal, why is it healthy? What's the different things in it? What those things good for in our bodies? It's like, what does broccoli do with us? Um, you can go as deep or or not as you want, depending be, on let, the age of your child. Yeah, it's like, let's see how many colors of the rainbow we can get into our day every day. Mm. That could be a real basic um, something for a little one. And they're like, oh, I've got, you know, yellow corn and I've got green cucumber. And it could just be teaching them that. That's cool. That's a cool con- concept versus... Right well, through till we know, well, it's called a head of broccoli because when you look at it and go, well, what part of the body does that look like? The brain, oh... That's why they call it. Oh, look at how it all stems up. That looks like the brain. So you're learning some anatomy. You're learning that you're ticking off so many boxes. And Having it's them life. go research. Yeah. Like I said the other day, a big skill I think is important is being able to find information that's true and being able to come back and communicate that or use mm-hmm. that information practically. For your life. So, for example, like mm. we've had the kids go and research the different water content of different fruits and veggie and, and food, for example, so they can go, oh, my gosh, if I eat that, I'm giving myself something that's living and that's, that's you know, giving energy to my body versus eating something that's dead um, and it's filling my belly, but it's not nourishing my cells. So you get to kind of take that conversation wherever, at where whatever level and so it's not, you know, we've had kids around where like my, my niece is four and I can be teaching her something and teaching my 13 year old something at the same time and everyone's engaged. So it doesn't have to be, oh, I need to chuck on this curriculum hat for this person and, and something else for another. You can blend it all together. If you give children um, white space, <clears throat> boredom, Boredom is the seed of creativity. And the more that you can just have no screens, nothing, and just let their mind start going. Well, I would say that actually starts with you. (laughs) I was going to say, if you stop talking and just let them ask questions, it takes so much of the stress or the responsibility. I've got to try and teach something here. They'll ask good questions. They're curious. They're inquisitive. Um... And so for us, we definitely have, and I'll come back to the rituals part, but it's having a plan with flexibility yeah, and not scheduling, all right, from here, sun up till sundown, six days a week, everything is accounted for. Our days have a lot of space in it. Now, it doesn't mean they're not filled and it doesn't mean there's not a plan. Today, it's a cracking day here. We did have stuff scheduled, but surfing takes precedence over everything. If the surf is good, if the sun's out, we all go surfing. And for me, that's PE, if you want to label it as something. But the connection, all my kids love it. We're in nature. It lights all of us up. Now, they know, usually I'd get their work done in the first couple of hours, we'll be surfed. But they know, all right, I've still got a two-hour block of responsibilities based on what I chose. Bodhi, 
you know, he's about soccer, so he needs to practice some soccer skills and he needs to learn new things from that. And that's where we use technology. I know this is going to be a question. Of course, we let them use technology, but we teach them. Actually, your dad taught them about fire Mm -hmm. and he taught them fire can be, and they'll always finish the sentence, your best friend or your worst enemy. And we've just taken that and applied it to technology. Mm. Technology can be your best friend or your worst enemy. If you use technology to for good, so you tell me, what could you use technology for that's good? And let them talk. What could be a downside of, of technology? And it, they know. And because they said it, they own it. They're not being dictated to. They're not being told. Yeah. And so... My rule is you can spend as much time on technology as you want, learning about your key things, your key areas of life. This morning, um, Xavier was on YouTube researching uh, around how to build a bee hotel, which is for native bees. Um, And so he was fully into it and telling me all these things about them. And so now they want to build one on my parents' farm. And so there's ways of their little minds. There's so many amazing um, resources out there. You just want to um, be able to channel that in in the right way. Um, I, I want to circle back to something. And I think because if we talk about, you know, a week where you know that there's certain key things in the calendar First of all, it's got to be for yourself. Secondly, you and your partner, if, if you have a partner. And then thirdly, as a family unit. Sometimes the kids become the only priority and you or your partner don't really get a say in when you get time. And I know that there is stages of family and when you have a little bub, it's kind of like everything's about them. And then with a the toddler, it's a little bit different, but I'd love you to put into the chat for those of you that are on live with us right now, what's something that you've kind of learned or determined from the last couple of days that you would love to schedule. If you knew that you had an hour, for example, of this in the week, or that this was scheduled for yourself, it might be for yourself with others or just for yourself that you would just be like, Oh my goodness, like that, life is good. I'd love you to pop into the chat because uh, I think that's probably one of the common things that I see with families is that uh, we feel like we need to sacrifice a lot. Uh, And yes, we do in certain ways, but you don't need to um, be a martyr and let the children do and have and be everything and you just get pushed to the side. Um, So Belinda says yoga, always amazing. Shannon. Christy, say, oh, Kirsty, sorry, at Ocean Swim, Sasha Yoga, awesome. What about you? What about me? Um, a beach walk is essential for me. Yeah. In my observation, you, oh. you need some Kate time. As Kate well, time, absolutely. Which means just do whatever I want, just no one can Just be leave me alone. <laughs> and that might be, this might sound random, but that might be in my wardrobe like clearing out clothes that I don't wear anymore or I might organize something or I might the other a little while back I've just um, dove into reading normally I read a lot of books from learning things like I don't want to learn anything I just want to read about someone getting murdered or a adventure crime mystery or something like that and so I curled up on the lounge I just sat and I read a book and I was like oh my gosh this is like this feels amazing. So it's just knowing what that is. A design mosaic for my veggie garden. How cool. Lie on the grass and read a book. Completely uninterrupted time. Yep, totally, Kendall. So 
So we, we factored that in. So I take the kids horse riding on a Tuesday morning and takes about two hours all up. We're totally lit up. Kate's allergic to horses. She can't come anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but she knows she's got that time. And sometimes she just works uninterrupted and that's good. It's her time to do whatever she wants. Being productive for Kate is very important. Yes. And I know that. Whereas when you're homeschooling and like every Constant, 20 minutes. Hey. Oh, I just need this. I just don't oh, <laughs> What about that? Yeah. Um, and so it, it could be that for me, sometimes it's a walk on the beach with a girlfriend because I just want to download or, um, or it might be a walk on the beach by myself or listening to a podcast. So you're going to figure out what that is for you, but I want you to figure that out and make time every single week for that. And just know it's done when you, when it's scheduled, obviously with flexibility, um, you just know that you're important and you're scheduling time into the week for yourself. Then you want to go, well, when when do we get time? Do we get the kids to bed early on a certain night of the week and um, and give them dinner early and then we get to have that? Or, you know, for us now, we can kind of leave the kids and say, hey, we're going for a walk or we're going to go have a picnic lunch. You guys are sweet. But you're going to everyone's going to have different levels of comfort and, and ability to do that depending on the kids ages and things like that. Um, when we were, um, when we had little ones, you know, date night was like, as if we're going to take the kids out anywhere. That is just, that sounds like hell to me. <laughs> I'm not a really a fan of taking children out. I just think let them run in a park or at the beach, not in somewhere confined. Um, and so we would, uh, when our little one would be asleep, we just get a picnic blanket, chuck it on um, the grass in the backyard and we'd have our meal in the backyard and under the stars and have a conversation and kind of have like a date. Um, so you get it, it, it doesn't have to be like, oh, I've got a brand new baby, I can't do that. No, you can and it might wake up and so you, you do have to have flex but it's just going, how do we make sure that we've got that time together as well? And then... The next question being of your children. Yeah. So the key thing. So um, uh, you mentioned it the other day. If you've got multiple children, to have one-on-one time with them yeah, just lights them up so much. So <clears throat> we call them daddy dates. And it could be, all right, we go get a hot chocolate together. But like Kate said, it might just be you're going to run an errand. Yeah. But for them to ride along with you and come to the post office. And it's just, just like, be them. And, you know, you get something on the way. Uh, so just being aware of how can I create magic moments mm. throughout the week yeah. and schedule them. For us, rituals, uh, there's varying degrees. I am ex-military and rituals, they work. Okay. So have we drilled certain things? Absolutely. Because it does my head in having to say over and over and over and over to remind them to do the same thing. Welcome to parenting, dude. No, no, no. I don't buy into that. <laughs> so I would just go, all right, we're just going to practice getting up in the morning for the next hour. Oh, it's pretty funny when this happens. Oh, it works. <laughs> going to bed. And so I'm big on sayings. You could ask them, what's the, what's the night routine? Toilet. Tidy, teeth, bed, bed, done. Toilet, tidy, teeth, bed, everything off the floor, brush your teeth, go to the toilet, go to bed. Uh. And so I don't care if we have to drill that process 
for, for half a day because that's half a day well spent because now that's we don't have to talk about that. You know that that's what the routine You're is. not always a drill sergeant. The morning though. routine. There's a get home from school when they're at school routine. You get in, you put your bag. And because otherwise there's just so much wasted time tidying up, doing that stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, I, I got this. <laughs> now, does it work all the time? No. No. All I'm saying is if there's things that are, have friction throughout your day, mm. address them and get them silky. Yeah. Because uh, I think about Albert Einstein. He just had seven suits because he's like, I've, I don't have enough brain space to have to worry about what I'm going to wear. Not only do I have the brain space, I don't want to use my brain to think about that. I've got bigger things to deal with. Mm. And I kind of look at life like that. Let's not be having conversations about pick that up, do that, do that. That's just, that's your responsibility we have, towards the house. We have something in the morning, so... Kate doesn't see it this way, by the way. So no, we're a little bit... We... The kids have got her genes oh, shut around up. Me, so... <laughs> um, so anyway... Um, <laughs> so when uh, the kids wake up in the morning, first kid down, they know they have to unpack the dishwasher. So first kid in gets to choose the shelf they do. So three kids, three shelves. It's like, oh my... And so there's this race to get in and get theirs shelf because there's they're all kind of three sizes of a shelf. So Cutlery's first person door is just like, sweet, done. And then normally the eldest, he's a bit of a, a snail. He just slows slowly rolls into the day. And uh, he always goes, oh, I've got the last shelf. And anyway, but it's kind of cool because they know. And so I know that's just not even something I have to think about. That is handled, it is done, and they are very well-versed on that. And so it's just what can you do? And so maybe if you've got little ones, it might be that they just put their toys back in that box or it might be that they put their plates and cups back in their cutlery drawer just so that there's some responsibility and that's going to grow and change over time. But it's important. Uh, We've got a dog, so um, you know one of them's on poo duty for certain days of the week, or is it mainly you now? Let's be honest, oh. I do everything. Your sergeant, what happened with that one? It's my dog. I take responsibility. <laughs> anyway, but you can kind of just set up some different rules of the game and and make it so that sometimes actually, um, even just putting a song on. And going, right, guys, this song, by the time this song's over and make it an epic one, um, then have everyone, um, all right, this has to get done by this song, by the time this song's over, and then we get to play that game, we get to watch that movie or whatever. So it's just like, come on, let's get this done. Um, And so it's good. So it's amazing how quickly they ramp up into a whole new level of energy. They've actually just come back in from a surf. Hi, can't get out of their wetsuits right now. Um, and so, so that, that's that, good. Other rituals we've already said: family movie night, grateful we, for time, grateful for time at dinner. Every we know night. we go around, uh, but just set up what works for you. Mm. So they're your general ones around your core learnings. We know we've got to do something towards our health, um, whether it's a workout, whether it's stretching. They've all chosen what those are. Yeah, they know that each night they're all got a responsibility for their. Um, for their meal, the rule is if you cook, you don't have to clean. Um, what else? Um, I was just thinking about, sorry, I'm distracted by a child stuck in a wetsuit right now. (laughs) 
Um, I was thinking about, or just even, um, you know, if they're putting their washing away as well. Um, yeah. Because that's fun. We, Never ending. <laughs> we just get all of the washing and put it in a big pile and put a song on and everyone sits around. Oh, we just hang, we just hang out and chat. And these get thrown at each other. And, <laughs> but they end up with their pile and one of our child just wears the same set of clothes all week. So he's got nothing. The other one has the biggest pile always. But we turn a medial boring task, task yeah. into something that can be fun. Yeah. We all fold and then you go put it away. Something that could be like a monthly um, ritual <clears throat> is actually checking in if you've got kids earning money, pocket money, have a job. Check in on what's your net worth right now. All right, so checking in on the bank account or the amount of savings that they have. So they learn to go, well, what have I done this month to manage my money or to invest it or to grow it? And so teaching them those things from a young age is really powerful. I remember we were driving in the car one day and Bodhi said to me, hey, mum, when I'm older, I can't wait to get a credit card. And I was like, oh, that's an interesting, Bodhi. And I, I said to him, do you know what that actually means? He's like, No. And um, I've spoken, I explained, well, a credit card is, is a loan from the bank. So say you have $100 on your credit card, the bank gives it to you, but you have to pay them back $120. And he's like, that's stealing. I don't want one of those. And I said, right. So um, what you want is a debit card, which means it's a card that you can access your own money. Oh, yeah, I want one of those. And we've implemented... Um, the teachings from Barefoot Investor. I think if you've got children of that age, it's a great book, Barefoot Investor for Families. And so the kids know they've got their three jars, they've got their spend, their save and their give. And so anything that they do, whether it's birthday money, whether it's um, a business venture, which we've got them starting out on each, um, then they know that a portion of their money. So that could be a, a monthly ritual that they're checking in on. Well, what's my what's my net worth at this month, and at, is it increasing? Is it you know decreasing? So getting them to to have a sense of that too, which I think is important. Yeah. So just take the time. Um, it's a work in progress. Don't think this is going to be perfect. No. Uh, in your first week or month or term, but we kind of just play a longer game. Mm-hmm. Uh, some days just aren't productive. And I just think, well, if the kids were at school, they wouldn't be any more productive. They'd probably annoyed a teacher or some other kids. <laughs> um, and so just taking the stress out of the short term, we got to achieve something today. Mm. And looking at what can we get done in a week. Once you got your core learnings, what we do then is we just listen for the questions they ask. We might be out, and we'll be surfing. This is what happened. Bodhi, he's looking and he's gone, look at all the different clouds. I said, yeah, they're amazing. So, you know, there's all different names that night. How'd you like to do a little assignment on that? That'd be cool. And depending on what the topic is, you kind of gauge, is that something that you could do in a day, a week, or is that could be a term? And then you'll sit down and go, what would you like to know about it? And as soon as you start searching in Google, it offers other questions. And you might just come up with three questions, five, ten questions that then they have whatever agreed timeline. Okay, by next Friday, um, I'd love you to present to the family what are the ten things. Uh, how are you going to do it? Well, I'm going to do a, a PowerPoint presentation. I'm going to write it. Uh, however it is, uh, and then the others will have something up. Zara did one on uh, the moon, the stars. 
they did one on electricity. So they were the three for that particular couple of weeks or yeah. month, whatever it was. Friday morning, they know 10 o'clock, we're all going to sit down. One presents. Everyone else listens. We score them on the information, how they presented it. And they'll do some kind of art around it as well, like a model or something. So they're all giving three scores. We teach them through that how important it is to listen with your eyes so they can see you're listening, your ears, but also your heart, feel them. Then giving feedback, often people find what's wrong really fast. And actually, before you say this, so, you know, if you start to set up some family agreements so that you figure out, well, what's a ritual that's really important to me, to us, to the family, and they know... That's where you can start to tie in the responsibility that, you know, your children are going to put the washing away or do the dishwasher or whatever it might be. Um, So then if they do it, you don't come in necessarily and go, oh my gosh, look at all the stuff you still left on the table, like bad job. And then their little heart gets crushed, right? So there's a way to give feedback. And we've taught this um, for our kids from the get-go because often people go into the what's wrong or what's not right about this instead of giving a, um, a positive first. And it's really important as a parent. Teach them how to give feedback. They give feedback. The kids take it on. How do you give feedback though? Because for some people, they just are order in, in default mode of you didn't do this right. Yeah. What's great? What was your score? Eight. What was, um, why an eight? I like this. I like this. Okay. What could be better? In order to be a 10, what would they have had to done? Well, when you spoke, it was really good at the start. And so they get good at that. Again, that's communication. That's yeah. giving feedback. All of these skills we've decided as our family is going to be important for their future but even the other day Xavier washed the car mm -hmm. and we were like oh my gosh great job like legend because we want to reward the things that and recognize the things that we want repeated and then it was like um do you think that there is anything that you could do differently next time so getting him to tell us oh well I didn't have the chamois and I could have well I, I said if this was your car and you'd paid for it Let's put that lens on now. Let's look over the car and see what you'd be looking for. And he saw what I saw straight away. Um, whereas when I grew up, it was just like, what is that? You, you missed that. Look, there's mud everywhere still. Anthony's, so <laughs> Anthony's family was a, this is wrong. And there was really positive feedback. Are you all right? I'm okay. Yeah. But I, I sorted you out. Um, I love, Bianca just said feedback can be a glow or and a grow. That's cool. I like that. Glow and a grow. Yeah. But you always want to start with the glow first. And I think some parents, families, maybe just go in for the kill. And then the kid's like, well, I'm not even going to bother trying next time if this is all I get. Mm. So it's just rewarding and acknowledging the behavior that we want to help nurture. Uh, so that's really it. Today, the assignment is to take what you've learned and start putting in, um, I'm sure most people have heard this analogy, if you've got the beaker and you start and on, on Which side... Which would be you... a glass jar that you would use in science in case... A beaker. People might not know that. Day one. Great. <laughs> and if you've got water and sand and rocks and pebbles and, and boulders and you put the water in first, then there's no room for the rocks. And the metaphor is the rocks are the things that are most important and you've got to put them in first. Yeah. 
and then what's next most important and then whatever's left at the end you've got a little bit of sand a little bit of water now you've got a, a full beaker but it was filled with what was most important and we teach this to the kids as well have you ever noticed a day where it went by and you didn't have a plan and the day still filled up but to fill up with things that you wanted to do or other people's presses stress priorities so they get okay the more productive i can be the more plan the focus on what i want and then also i have this bigger vision i'll just say how did we go today did we do something towards the life we want to create yeah we did this and that fantastic anything we could have done better or oh, this and this that's cool let's focus on what we're doing well how can we make it better tomorrow mm. so just that mentality where the stress is off because you're growing towards something bigger. I think about this. We didn't learn most of what we're teaching till we were 30. Mm -hmm. And they're learning it at 10. And by the time they're 20 and they've got money sorted, they've got health, they know how their body... I'm fortunate I've got you know, tertiary degrees in... I'm teaching them kind of university level anatomy and physiology doesn't mean you can't teach almost that level. There's so much available online. There's books, all of that. What could be more intriguing and interesting? Um, we had a horse fall, I fell, and um, we're talking about broken bones. So what if the skin gets... I said one of the most fascinating things I ever learned was how the body heals and repairs itself. And so that's... I jot down in my notes of my phone, I've got a family assignment section, and when I hear them say something... I'll pop it in. Mm. They are watching a series called Down to Earth with Zac Efron. And they'll watch it and then they've got to do a page assignment on it. And so these little things, they um, are talking about vitamins and minerals. I'm like, what's a vitamin anyway? What's a mineral? I'm like, that's a great question. How we like to do a little assignment on that. Mm. And so you help guide that. So... We want you to figure out what are the boulders or the rocks that are going to be in your beaker in your week for yourself, for you and your partner, if that is your situation, and then your family. It's going to involve time and thought and conversation for yourself with your partner and also with your kids to go, what's important to you? What would you love to know is happened every week for you? And so, and maybe it's, I want to have time with auntie such and such, or I want to make sure I see. So it's not necessarily always going to come back to you, but it's like, how can we make sure that this happens? And then all of the other pebbles and the sand and the water, it, it'll, those things will always be there. But if you aren't making that priority in your week and your time, you will get taken away by all sorts of other things. And then by the end of the week, you'll feel exhausted, depleted, frustrated, challenged, like you're not getting anywhere. And that's where um, a lot of people are kind of sitting and feeling right now. So I'm excited to hear um, when we check in with you guys tomorrow. And I'd love you to share either in um, our online academy portal or in our Facebook community, what are some of the things that you're excited after kind of spending some time on it yourself and with your family what are the rituals or the things that you're going to put into your calendar for your week that's going to become sacred that you know is going to recharge you reconnect you um, and bring about more of the emotions that you want in your day and your week for yourself and your family 
just want to answer a question here as we wrap up. Um, 300, I can't see your name, sorry. Uh, we only get Facebook user. 300 days of lockdown for my girls. Keeping them distracted is a difficult one. We do our best. Would love a list of activities from all uh, that accommodate all age groups in different locations, indoors and outdoors. So we, um, we're in the midst of putting together a course. It'll be about a 12-week course. And the purpose of it is to teach you how to fish. If we guide you kind of play by play, day by day, really granular and, and an intimate group of you and we all learn and share from each other for a term worth, you'd be able to use that as a template to replicate over and over. And so that's one of the things that we will have uh, in that. So we're very excited about that. You'll hear more about that. For those who, who want to jump into that journey with us, if not, we're trying to give you our absolute all through these five days. And what we might do um, is I'll put a, a thread together in our Facebook community where you guys can share ideas so that everyone can kind of add as a collective of I like to do this or try that. I mean, I don't know if you've heard about geocaching and obviously if you're in lockdown right now, it's not that possible, but um, geocaching, it's so cool. Like there's some cool like adventures and things you can do and get outdoors with the kids. Lots of great ideas um, and things to be doing indoor and out. So we'll, we'll create a thread in the Facebook community so you guys can add and share. And, um, and then, yeah, looking forward to checking in with you all tomorrow, hearing what you're realized and scheduled. And uh, thanks for being on with us today. And uh, we'll see you all tomorrow. Awesome. And that is a wrap for day three. Looking forward to sharing the future days with you. Don't forget to head to raisingempoweredfamilieschallenge.com if you haven't already registered so that you can gain some more amazing insights and special bonuses that we have as well. And if you're enjoying what you're hearing, please pass this on, you know, pay it forward, share this with a friend who's maybe struggling through parenting or who needs a little bit of a pick me up to feel like they're not alone because the more we can help empower as many families as possible, the better. And if you're loving what you're hearing too, we would super be grateful if you jump over to iTunes and give us a five-star rating, leave us a review so that that will help continue us to be able to share our message with more people. Looking forward to jumping in with day four real soon and have an awesome day.